as I was I was taking a shower today and I was like, you know what? M. Night Shyamalan is like a country music songwriter. You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. Why are you changing? Why are you changing? I don't. <laughs> we fear change. And um, I don't feel comfortable. With- <laughs> feel comfortable. We didn't uh, talk about this. It's true. We didn't. Uh, but no. I, what I want to say is, you can reach out to us and let us know what you would like us to talk about. If you have a suggestion for an episode. Uh, so I, what you're saying yeah. is, people don't listen. People to don't the listen end. to the end, and I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true and and yeah. i mean we've gotten a couple like from good friends and stuff we've gotten a couple requests and we've done them but it's the thing of uh if anybody's picking this up and doesn't like know us personally or listen to us with great de- you know you listen to us like you listen to any of your podcasts yeah then you might not know that that's a potential I mean, a lot way of, yeah yeah a lot of times when i'm listening to one if they're like winding down and i've yeah. taken from it what i came for exactly yeah. Then click next. Yeah. What are you going to say? Like and subscribe? Yeah, I get it. I'm already listening to your podcast. So yeah. uh, So that's why I want to say this at the top of the show, which is you can reach out to us and let us know what you would like us to talk about, and we will heavily consider digging into it and researching it for a show. And so you can reach out to us on Instagram at Common Creatives Podcast, and you can also do uh, the old electronic mail at commoncreativespodcast at gmail.com. And it's, it's actually yeah. a lot faster than like... Uh, analog mail it is it gets here quick significantly faster yeah it gets here real real quick it's pretty good it's electronic so yeah Yeah. um one of my favorite things that that i've ever heard anyone say is when they call ebay the electronic bay that makes me very happy yeah um that's quite i uh when instagram first came out now now it's like cool to say you don't instagram is too much sure yeah now it's insta yeah (laughs) it's uncool to say instagram like it's like using the whole like don't use the whole thing that's like calling me joseph yeah exactly if you say the whole thing Um, you're probably an insta grandpa you know what i mean yeah oh but speaking of insta grandpa (laughs) yeah and insta grandpa jokes i for years like first of all i'm an i'm an adult yeah i'm a grown man now i'm not a kid anymore no and I have a, sto- or a quick story to tell you here in a minute about how weird that feels. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But instantaneous gram, because that's what it's trying to say. <laughs> oh, my God. It's I never thought about that. instantaneous gram, yeah. It's the instantaneous gram. Yeah. I love that so much. I yeah. never knew that. Like, <laughs> I, I never I never put that together. I just assumed it was, yeah. you know, it's like Twitter or something. Like, I don't yeah. think about what it means. It's just a noise that means yeah, it's that just thing, a noise you know yeah. yeah wait well so tell tell me unless it's too early tell me your your story or no it's your, fine your it's feeling. Do, it doesn't at all um tie into okay. anything we're talking about sure so or, or just this was like an hour and a half ago okay i was out front with tiff we were uh mm-hmm. planted two trees out front the right. rest are in the back right backyard or whatever sure i'm sitting there i'm sweating i'm like feeling fat and just like old and (laughs) my back hurts and Uh my wrists hurt and I'm digging and like just digging this hole and like trying to get my tree just like perfectly straight. Uh My my neighbors, I've got some cool neighbors. The uh, dad is probably 40 Mm -hmm. 
and his daughter is probably 14 to 16. Right. Maybe a little younger. I don't know. Sure. They run up to the yard, and he's teaching her how to skateboard. Nice. Nice. And I'm just sitting here looking like, I used to skate, when I taught myself to skateboard, I it was out on the front the front road of my, you know, home growing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Small town, just skating on a, you know, not trying to impress anybody, just, yeah. just learning the moves. Sure. Not a lot of traffic, so you had the road to yourself kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting here like feeling like, okay, well, last week I did that. Yeah. And this week... I'm an old person <laughs> watching this young girl learn to skateboard sure. and honestly feeling like sure. weird. Really? Like I'm like I I looked at what they were doing with a, a weird sense of like sure. longing and I'm like wow. I I need to s- skateboard. You need to skateboard. Right? Yeah. Why why don't I just skateboard? Sure. Right? <laughs> I mean, you, you look can, like you're dude. having so much fun. You can totally skateboard. Well, here, and how yeah. and how cool is it to have a dad that teaches you how to skateboard? Because yeah, that's he great. skate he skated probably yeah. in the '80s as a kid. Sure. You know? Well, I got. I hate to hit you with this, but my guess is he probably skated in the '90s if he's around 40 years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, you're probably right. But, <laughs> but uh, that 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 actually ties in really nicely to a thought that I had about being an adult uh, just the other day, and I don't remember. I think I was I was thinking about a conversation that we had. I think on the podcast actually about. Um, because that's actually 95% of how we've been talking for a couple months. But I was talking about having those masks on my wall and stuff uh, yeah. and painting those masks. And I was like, I remember saying like, oh, yeah, I have masks hanging on my wall because I'm an adult. And then I realized there is no incongruity there. Like, right. the thing is, what it is to be an adult changes over time. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, there is no actual thing that is adulthood. Like, there's nothing about the mid-20th century and like yeah. getting a job where you work and for 30 years and then get a pension. There's nothing inherent about being a human being that makes that adulthood. You know what yeah. I mean? And sure. so I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't think about having a Bride of Frankenstein poster on my wall as me not being like an adult, but rather it's this is just what some adults do now, which yeah. is which is continue to celebrate things like pop culture in different ways when they're grown sure you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah and so i'm trying to i'm sort of yeah but you know we, yeah. we grew up in like you know when we were kids like we grew up in like a a, a boom of like technology and that yeah. kind of thing and you yeah, know, our yeah. parents didn't have that so our parents yes. we had you know when our early 20s smartphones and before that like cell phones and and, and mtv and yeah. all this yeah uh, we had the mtv and we had the <laughs> twitter right. and, we had, yeah we had the fuse but yeah i mean it's it's are wire we're wired differently right sure not to say that people our parents age can't be similar but it is it is different yeah for sure yeah yeah Yeah. and and i think i think the revel the little mini revelation that i had is that it's not that adults like you and i like some people are still very traditional and like they have kids at 25 and then they don't you know they, oh no yeah you know what i'm I saying def- that's like yeah. that's like a total thing but the fact that you and i they exist they are our, our age yeah of yeah. course of course but like the fact that you and i 
have have done to some extent less traditional adult sort of things not in any irresponsible way but like you know we still like the stuff we like that just changes adulthood it doesn't mean that we're doing something that's not adult does that make sense yeah um so i don't know i had i had a little revelation so you should skateboard is what i'm saying that's the long (laughs) no it's the long and short of it totally i'm i'm (laughs) hell yeah like i've got my skateboard in my garage right Mm -hmm. now yeah, it took everything in me. I was covered in dirt and sweat, and I'm like, "What if I just grab my skateboard and like start skating yeah. with the neighbors?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm gonna scare the neighbors off." Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe I could lose lose a couple pounds like on my skateboard. Yeah, sweat it, sweat it out. Here's the thing, though. The one thing that does uh, that does differentiate you as an adult is you need pads. You need to wear pads when you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> if you fall over and you lay on your elbow, bigger deal now. <laughs> bigger deal. So. That's adulthood, right? That's adulthood. We yes. figure we, we just That's cracked it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, so there's no good transition for this, but uh, M. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say neither of our stories had a twist ending. Uh, otherwise, oh, otherwise we could have done it. I got there yeah. early. The twist is we. <laughs> the, there's Jesus. There's I'm no. sorry. Uh, yeah, M. Night. Uh, I'm psyched about this episode. I'm really ready. I'm ready to dig in and talk about M. Night. Um, let's, let's do let's do let's do this because i prepped real good for this one in some oh, ways. good in some I, ways so <laughs> I, I i didn't okay but i do have a lot of thoughts on m night good yeah so yeah. so so let's start with um just some sort of basic facts m night Shyamalan, or um i don't know how to say his given yeah. name it's like a traditional Indian uh, name. It's a traditional right? Indian name, and I don't want to try and just mess it up. Uh, yeah. You can look it up, and you know, listeners can look it up, and they can figure it out. I'm yeah. sure he says it somewhere. Yeah. Um, it, his first yeah. name starts with an M. It does. Yep. And his uh, second name starts with an N. Yes. And I think he, he, he picked up the term or the name Knight, maybe mm-hmm. at, like, I think, what, NYU Film School or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He did yeah. go. And it's dope. Yeah, it's great. It's excellent. It's a great name. Um, so he is. He was born in 1970, which means at the time of the recording, he's 49 years old. Um, mm-hmm. He's a director. He's a screenwriter. He's an actor. He is... Is there anything pr- I'm leaving out? Producer. Producer, yes, absolutely. And he changed the face of American popular culture with, uh, especially his film, The Sixth Sense, which was like an enormous breakout. His films have made something like, I mean, this is just straight Wikipedia. They've made something like $3 billion. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> which is, I, I which think, is nutty. I think uh, the nine original films that he's written and directed. Yeah. He, I think I read an interview somewhere where he said they, they average somewhere around 275 to $300 million Jesus. a pop, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like... Good God. I, I've actually got some stuff pulled up. I'll I'll talk about later, and I, nice. I won't forget. But just yeah. just regarding him, his kind of rise and fall and rise again, and and yes. kind of how he's learned to view himself as a director yes. and absolutely, as a, and as a successful person, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. I don't have too much in terms of sort of personal biography. Um, that didn't really come too much into play i did come into uh, uh found clips of him talking about his early experiences with movies where he was watching sort of some of the filmmakers from the new hollywood movement so he went to see star wars he talked about that yeah. like it was a religious experience um yeah and, and, and he you yeah. know he was he he was is a huge spielberg fan yes yes um and actually early on um probably very brief, uh, a brief moment in time after his initial success, yeah. he was offered a chance to write Indiana Jones 4 Whoa, with really? Spielberg. Wow. And at the end of the day, I think it just came down to like, I don't think I'm right for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and that and that makes sense but that actually ties into some thoughts i have regarding his his some of his later movies later choices sure. and why they just weren't um suited for him as a creative person yeah well um in that case let's just let's just jump in i mean there's there's plenty to talk about with his professional life without digging too far into like sort of personal biography stuff um yeah so let's talk about his movies because he's had a, a pretty prominent you know career arc um, yeah. So, what does he do early on? He he, he does. So, yeah. Yeah. The the sixth sense is actually his third feature. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. never saw the first two. I, I probably won't. I um, remember seeing his second film in a video store when I was a kid, and I yeah. didn't know it was him, but I remember the cover for that movie. I, like I think VHS. it's like a, a comedy, or yes. or just like a light comedy or something. Yep. It's about a Catholic um, school, and it's got Rosie O'Donnell in it. Interesting. Yes. Very cool. <laughs> um, but you know, the Sixth Sense was in, for for most people and most fans his first movie. Yes. Uh, fun little factoid mm-hmm. if you will yeah he's he's been known to be an uncredited writer on uh she's all that yeah I and in a sense that. deleted tweet <laughs> the original the original screenwriter of that movie denied it but then deleted the tweet Ooh. so that's pretty interesting but it's interesting to to, to kind of see that he started in these kind of lighter kind of comedies and yeah. that he was hired to probably um script doctor something or rewrite something yeah. like she's all that which yeah. is it's weird i mean it's he, a weird he definitely paid his dues before he found success he wasn't just yeah right out of nowhere like he did he did some work uh yeah. beforehand I, I think he he and his parents moved uh to the united states from india yes mm-hmm. um when he was like six weeks old yeah so yeah, yeah. he was essentially uh pennsylvania and a philadelphian yes. right and still is and, um, and really, still is yeah has a has an affinity for that area right for pennsylvania yeah. um but his, his parents got him a, the it's the classic super like the the you know the sam raimi's of the world the the directors that we grew up yes. as kids kind of idolizing yes. the super eight camera uh super eight directors right yeah definitely yeah <laughs> um you know we growing up we were um mini dvd directors yeah. but these were the super eight <laughs> yeah. guys yes and he uh, made uh lots <laughs> lots of uh short films and probably little features and stuff yeah. on this super eight and uh most of his his blu-rays dvds have he's he's actually shown scenes from some of these movies and the special features just yeah. to, to, to kind of give you a glimpse of wh- where he came from and, and sure. what he was doing as a kid and I, sure. I remember i don't know if it was um i think probably the village when i got the village on dvd yeah um back in the day like kind of learning that and watching those and like for me it was like a, a feeling of inspiration like oh you can start here and then <laughs> you know make a very interesting and cool movie yeah i i came across something where i mean obviously he was fascinated by that stuff i talked about him going to see star wars but um i i came across an interview where he said something to the effect of like uh people will come up to him and anytime he's talking to somebody who's like an aspiring filmmaker or whatever uh he was like he was like i always tell them like do not do it unless there's no other choice if you're kind of like, well, sure. I'd kind of like to, you know, I kind of like this, but I love film and I want to blah, blah, blah. He's like, don't, don't do it then. He's like, it yeah. has to be, there's no other choice. He's like, if I tell you, you lose the person you love over it, you'll have no money. It'll take 20, 30 years, something like this. Do you still want to do it? It just, it has to be that yeah. there's no choice but to be a filmmaker, you know, and that's probably not you know true but it's interesting to note that that's how he sees it you know what i mean yeah and you know Um, he probably he 
if you're looking at that as your career though not just to be a sure. filmmaker there there are yes. a lot of filmmakers current filmmakers um in like mid to lower level genre movies that like they're yeah. they have day jobs you know yeah. they they sure. push paper or whatever and then yeah. like they have breaks where they like you know get fine financing to they wrote this mm. movie and they make the movie and it's probably like really successful in like the, the genre you know it's probably on shutter but like yeah. that's not their yeah, career yeah, yeah. no you know, totally as much as they want it to be yeah totally uh and it makes sense from that perspective so let's let's jump into sixth sense because there's so much to talk about even after we get into the movies that people have heard of um yeah. so let's just jump in oh real quick before we do he also uh co-wrote Stuart little so throwing that out yeah there. that's right that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh nonetheless so sixth sense is the one where he becomes m night Shyamalan, right in, yeah in in some way um so the sixth sense is a sort of psychological horror thriller uh mystery with bruce willis and Haley joel osment and mm-hmm. um what's the uh who plays Haley joel osment's mother from hereditary what's her name uh, I had it pulled up, but uh, I should know it. Um, I should know it too. What I know, right? Name? I'm embarrassed. Uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yes, yes. Apologies, Tony Collette. Um, Who should have gotten an Oscar for her role yeah, in Hereditary. She absolutely should have. Um, nonetheless, so <laughs> Sixth Sense is a it's a ghost story, right? Yep. It comes out. It's enormous. It changes. It's a pop culture phenomenon, right? It's not just a yeah. good movie. It changes everything. When I was a kid, I had a shirt because I had a really nice fashion sense that said something like, I see stupid people on it or something like that <laughs> instead of I see dead people. Yeah. Because it's I was, like when the, yeah. when the Walmart Supercenter like, yes. um, popped in and they had like the cool little uh, <laughs> witty uh, t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, witty with the witty shirt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So you know when you make a Walmart witty shirt, when you make it onto that, you're yeah. you're more than just a good movie yeah so sixth sense is huge that you know it uh, what 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 do you have to say about the sixth sense i was one of the people in the theater who watched the movie and at the time what 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 year did that movie come out uh that movie came out in 99 99 yeah. so wow i was pretty young yeah yeah, yeah. which is why it probably <laughs> scared me so terribly <laughs> yeah now that i'm thinking about it yep. like how, how let's see how 98 99 we were 13? Uh, 13 yeah so that's not that young but yeah, still yeah. um i was i was at the time i didn't necessarily watch a ton of horror movies yeah. like i had seen like the big ones like evil dead and stuff like that but i wasn't what i am today yeah um big ones like that's like a big but you know what i mean like the mm-hmm. really kind of specific odd little things that you probably um let, let me watch Sure. really young <laughs> sure um but um you know sixth sense is is known for its big twist spoilers yep. if you haven't seen the sixth sense <laughs> and you don't know this twist like yeah uh, th- this is the thing that that this idea that you found th- that that hollywood found this filmmaker that could just twist a story yeah. in such a way that leaves you flabbergasted is probably the same reason why his career tanked for a while because he kept trying to i think one up one up this idea yep bruce willis was dead the whole time and i remember sitting as a 13 year old kid in the theater and just goosebumps like oh my god it makes so much sense but the reason it worked so well for me is because the whole time like i was just on like pins and needles just Mm. like i I wasn't sure what he was gonna see next yeah yeah, yeah. like some 
terrible thing that like when I close my eyes at night for many years after that, I saw Misha Barton vomiting oatmeal yes. right in front of me when yes. like I didn't want to open my eyes. That right? was the scene. Yeah, for sure. That was a terrifying scene. And so yeah. what the, the one thing that you're bringing up for me that I definitely wanted to say about this film is it's remembered for the twist ending, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the big sort of pop culture takeaway is, oh my gosh, the whole time, whatever. This movie was good despite that or even regardless of that ending. Yeah. That ending was great. It worked super well in the context of this particular film. But at the same yeah. time, that movie was already successful. If he had just brought it in for a landing and it was like, oh, this psychologist helped this little boy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That would have been a great movie too. Um, yeah. Well, it, he, he, yeah. Was, he was figuring out his way of kind of telling a story visually. Yeah. Um, the way he... he would hold on hold on shots and something would just just be out of frame and like yes. you know this feeling of like uh unsteadiness it's not the 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 it's not super traditional and yeah. he he do, he does this a lot in signs he does this a lot in lady in the water yes. and probably the village too i haven't seen the village in in it's a while, been a while but yeah. it's sort of a it's sort of a hitchcock you know approach yes. to some of this stuff and i'll i'll go ahead and say this before we get too far in I love M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, okay. I um I'm also I also don't love third acts that much unless they're (laughs) just great. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about what happens at the end for me when I watch a movie. Yeah. Like honestly, like I don't care that much what happens. I just want to (laughs) experience the characters. Yeah. Um I wanna I wanna kind of live in the tone and the craft and the way it's put together and i've felt that way for a long time i I used to didn't know what it meant to leave the second act and go into the third but Uh even as a kid i remember (laughs) thinking huh like we're leaving the good part behind and now it's just going to end right yeah but um i don't know where what what, i don't know where i was going but regardless like a lot of the movies even some of the ones that have been just critically panned and in in conversation when someone mentions lady in the water it's like laughable sure not for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I loved Lady in the Water. I agree. And we'll, we'll we'll get there, but yeah. um Sure. Uh um but we're we're at the sixth sense and and sure. I do think this was probably the fact that he 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 became known as the twist guy mm-hmm. that uh it it probably got in his head um, yes absolutely well he yeah. pulls it off so effectively in that movie i mean it, it, yeah. it's a it's a gut punch and it's and no one was going into this going well it's an m night Shyamalan movie you know what i mean yeah no one was doing that this was the first time and so and it's a gut punch and it was something of a of a change of form for bruce willis right who's very much sort of an action, action guy yeah he's yeah. an action guy but here he's very thoughtful and quiet and then Haley Joel, does he even punch somebody or shoot somebody <laughs> in this movie i don't know he gets shot, no he gets but, yeah. shot and dies and you don't know it until the end of the movie <laughs> that's right uh but Haley joel osmond was amazing in it um, oh absolutely you know, he was great as a little kid like some of the some of the sort of emotional things that he had to do in that part where he, yeah. he executed them great yeah so it was uh, just it was a the use of color um yes. like yes he's 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 directors like our age don't do this much anymore yeah. right like yeah. they don't like like hitchcock like those the ogs the original people <laughs> who who kind of built and and made the rules for this craft yeah they didn't they couldn't just shoot something on their iphone over and over and over again to get it right they couldn't just put somebody in front of a, a set that wasn't perfectly decorated and perfectly like built for a single frame 
yeah. of an image yeah. you know um the wardrobes um don't always like they're not always uh mimicking like a color palette that you see in the whole movie like yes. where they oh the wallpaper in this room has to be different because it me this is what this means True. right and so and so um, for for folks who didn't know this about the film or maybe watch the sixth sense casually right the notion is every time something is read in the film it signals that there is a ghost or something supernatural or i forget the exact yeah. rules of it but red means something in that movie yeah and he, um, he's old school right yes. it's like when when the film is running money's being you know yeah. uh, spent so yeah. like you have to like you have to plan you have to you know the Okay, I'm 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 spiraling right now. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, everybody. You, you guys are used <laughs> to it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get o- get over yourself. That's why they're here. I'm getting over myself right now. So w- here's what's great about M Night Shyamalan regarding his first movie. If you think about like big blockbuster movies now, mm-hmm. it's more about who's in the movie, what IP it is, uh, mm-hmm. spectacle and visual effects. And a super easily digestible kind of plot yep. and likable characters, right? Mm-hmm. M. Knight is an idea guy where he gets this one seed for an idea. Yeah. What if it's a ghost story, but the protagonist of the movie is a ghost the whole time, right? And he builds this 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 thing on like a single idea that if that weren't if the twist weren't there, yeah, then it's just a ghost story. Right. It's right, not right. this new, unique voice of a thing. Yes. Um, and that's the thing that he chases, and you can see it over and over and over after again, you know, every every movie, um, yeah. except for a few, and those few were actually yeah. panned. Weaker, um, yeah. He's, he's always looking for, and I, I think the other thing that I just love about M. Night is like, you don't need visual effects to make, the, the, the movie in itself, the idea yeah. behind it, the, the seed of that idea is enough. Yes. And not for everybody, like Lady in the Water, like Lady in the Water could have been this CG filled spectacle of a movie of a fairy tale of a hawk that flies in, but he doesn't even put the camera on the people a lot of times because he doesn't have to. He just has the idea, the story, the actors who are just slaying. And the camera is not even looking at them all the time because he wants you to feel different. It's like this idea that like you just need the idea, right? Yes. Well, that actually ties really nicely into what my sort of general takeaway from M Night will be at the end. But I'm going to leave cool. that. I'm going to leave. Yeah. But yes, that yeah. that heavily foregrounds it. So I want to I want to come back to that. Absolutely. So you mentioned his use of color. I think we'll come to that, um, especially as we get into some of his later films. Um, is there anything else particular that we want to say about the Sixth Sense? Because he has a lot of stuff we got to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's let, let, let's roll through if, okay. if I think of something. Yeah, let's um, roll through. We can always pop back. So after the sixth sense, he does. But songs. yeah, all the all the people saying like, I knew he was dead as soon as the movie started. No, you right, didn't. Right. <laughs> and if you did, then like, don't say it out loud. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. Don't yes. say it out loud. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's all so, I have to say about that. So he does the sixth sense. It explodes. It's enormous. It's in it's in pop culture more broadly in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, not just it's a good film, whatever. It's the second highest grossing horror movie of all time. All this kind of stuff. It's crazy. Uh, he's nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay. He's killing it. He's living his best life. After this, he does uh, what? Unbreakable. This Unbreakable. is the next one, right? And yeah. it is also amazing. Right? Yeah. It's also good. You have seen Unbreakable at this point, right? Yeah. I it feel took like me a long was, time to see it. I was going to say, I feel like that was one you didn't catch until a lot later. Well, do you have thoughts on Unbreakable? I mean, we'll be talking a lot about 
Unbreakable more broadly because he spins it off into other things. But Unbreakable is like the same thing I was just talking about with with what he's so good at. It's the idea, like yeah, it's the seed of the idea of what if he's a, what if yes. he is yes. like what 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 if he's a superhero? Yeah, how does this how does this affect his his life his his uh, his relationship with his son? Yeah. Um, his wife. You've got this guy who's like works security because you know deep down he just wants to protect people. Yeah. But his like personal life is falling apart. Yeah. And and one of the things that he pulls off so nicely in that film, and this is something that we'll have to talk about because obviously that's part of a series now. One of the things he pulls off that's uh, done so well in that film is the note he maintains suspense. I mean, he's like a suspense yeah. director. This is Hitchcockian as well. Is he maintains the suspense of like, is he? Is he special? Is something up with him, or is he not? Yeah. Right. And the way that the way that he plays into that. And honestly, you yeah. keep you keep you you could continue to ask that question until yes, um, yes. glass comes out. Yes. Really, really, you know. Yes, you could. But the way he, that he like undermines because you go well of course he is they're making he's making a movie about it but the way that he keeps you in suspense and in doubt is you have his very young child believe in him right yeah his very young child is like well he's holding a gun to him and over the kitchen table that seems so great it's it's a wonderful scene absolutely and then um and then at the end there's another twist but that one also i think is is it's 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 less of a yeah, it's it's less twisty in the sense that like they tell you right away at the beginning that Glass is the opposite of the superhero, right? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so he's the supervillain and you get that but you kind of forget it. Uh-huh. Until I think the twist is that spoilers that he caused the train wreck. Yes. That he's been doing these terrible things to find um mm-hmm. his 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 nemesis. Because his nemesis, he, right? Because Sam Jackson, Mr. Glass, has a yeah. theory that and this is something I want to bring up later when we talk about how he, what he does with this series more broadly, but Mr. Glass has a theory that comic books starting in the early 20th century are really just the continued mythological writings of people who have experienced extraordinary things, right? Sure. So some people, you know, humanity is on a bell curve where most people are in the center and then you have a few outliers on either side. So in just the way that you have Mr. Glass, who's very, very fragile, you have someone who is indestructible. And yeah. And so that's a that's a clever spin on the superhero genre. And I like the fact that like he he makes it not about comic books themselves in unbreakable yeah but he makes it more about comic books are just a manifestation of something that has been around in humanity forever yeah right and we've forgotten Mm -hmm. or we didn't you know we don't talk about it or whatever uh i think that's super super smart and uh, it'll it'll come into play when we talk about the later movies in that series totally yeah but anyway so unbreakable comes out it's a smash as well yeah it it makes it makes a lot less money i think than six cents but i mean Sixth Sense was kind of like a crazy phenomenon, but still, it's like yeah, exactly. But still, it's it's critics loved it, fans yep. loved it. They just it just didn't make as much money. Sure, but great movie. Everybody agreed, pretty much, yep. right? Yep. So after that, um, what comes out after that? Signs. 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 I think is another one that is met with pretty uniformly positive responses, right? Yeah. Other than I think for the most part, the the kind of fix at the end is the. 
I don't know that it's a twist, really. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and I think there are kind of ways to read read it metaphorically that like work. But like, if you're thinking like Morgan's glasses kind of sitting around being yes. the thing that like kill the aliens, whatever. Sure. And I, I didn't really see this as having a twist. Like when I categorize yeah. this in my mind, I don't go, "Well, that was his third twist movie." I go, "No, no, no. He did a he turned in a solid movie." That's genre and sort of pseudo supernatural, but at the same time, it's kind of straight ahead. Like yeah. the glasses, it's, I read as sort of a. It's like fate or something. It's not. Do you what, know what I mean? Yeah, what and what's great about again? What's great about his movies is like all you need are like four great actors. Yeah, and a farm. Yes, and a yes. camera. Yes, um, and and a. a you know, a couple shots with an alien, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's it's just about like the idea and the way it the 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 flow and the feeling and the tone and one of my favorite Mel, Mel Gibson roles ever. Um, oh yeah, I don't I don't particularly care for Mel Gibson, but yeah, I love. No, this. he's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. I love this movie though, and I and yeah. I I loved it at the time. And and this movie takes his sort of Hitchcock tendencies to the next level. I think this movie, uh, first of all, Walking Phoenix, also amazing in it. Um, yeah, I think this was my first, the yeah. first movie I I saw him in. Maybe yes, um, that that yeah. that sounds right to me in my experience because I definitely didn't know who he was, uh, and yeah. I, I don't think he really stood out to me like a crazy amount. I thought he was good, but I just didn't think about him much. Yeah, at the sure. time. But yeah, no, I I sort of I don't read that as being um, a twist ending movie. Really, sure. Um, yeah. I think of that sort of as like tying a nice bow on the plot yeah and you know and and it has something to do because mel gibson right which is probably why he took the damn role doesn't he play like an ex-priest or something uh yeah he's like a religious he, he guy was, yeah and the, the scene uh you know the scene where he, he loses his faith when his his wife's been right. pinned to a tree by it by right. a car I mean th- that scene is is uh, really hard to watch. Yes, like yes, and that's that's a thing. Like that's not. I want to say Tiff's mom when she was uh, working as an EMT. That happened to a man um, who got caught between two train cars. Jesus. And when they were going to pull the train cars apart, he would he would die. So yeah. they had to get his family down there God. before they did that. It's like that's the thing that I, that's, that is is a real thing. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's super gnarly. Yes, um, we haven't even talked about the. Uh, fact that he plays a role in a lot of these movies right yeah yeah yeah. Uh, well he's not a very not a very good actor no and we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that especially with the next movie i think but uh but yeah no and that's something also speaking of hitchcock that's something that hitchcock did right i mean he was in yeah he was in like a lot of his movies i don't know if he was in all of them but, yeah but it just appears. old it feels old school it's, it does it's like uh it it's like uh orwell or something yeah 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 for sure um all right so signs comes out and yeah, the few, few things about science. Let, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. couple more things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, totally. Um, so you have this this kind of religious kind of overtone. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting reading of the movie that like, okay, let's let's talk about this idea of M, M. Night Shyamalan and, and the twist. Yeah. Um, I I think what a lot of people like think about when they think about his movies, it's not only a twist, but like, it's he he does a twist on genre in a way that yeah. like, you're always thinking or second guessing whether the thing that's actually actually happening is actually happening right uh-huh the same with uh, unbreakable um with this it's like are there aliens and until you see the alien in the uh yeah the home video yeah, that, yeah first yeah. of all that that <laughs> is the that's, best jump oh scare of all time it's so it's, good yeah um i remember watching that in the theater and 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 just 
feeling the heebie-jeebies. And it's such a smart way to do the reveal because if there are, if there's if there is a problem with that movie, it's the reveal at the end, and he holds off for so long, you know. And that little home video clip gives you the reveal, but it still holds everything back because it's such yeah. lo-fi video. So good. Yeah, but you know, you have the whole setup and payoff with the setup of yeah. his daughter Morgan, who is the the cutest character of all time sure. yeah. i from from the time that movie came out until now i still say <laughs> that um my water is contaminated and it has amoebas oh, in it yeah, i still got, say that oh that's right that is what that's from that's so it funny. has a it has a this one has amoebas, has in, amoebas it. in it amoebas in it yeah and you know it's this idea that like <laughs> yeah. she keeps leaving these water glasses yeah. um everywhere but it's for a reason yeah exactly and a reason that she doesn't know and that reason is and that you know the the fact that uh, Joaquin's ca- character the the is he a younger brother? Yeah, I think he's a younger brother. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so uncle uncle the, the kids uncle, uncle. To the kids. Yeah, um, you know he 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 was going to be a baseball player. He can't be a baseball player, so mm-hmm. he stayed home and he's trying to help out on the farm. Yeah, and if he had become a baseball player, then they probably would have been killed. You know, by these aliens. Sure. So yep. all these these ideas of this is happening, but it's for a reason. Yes, um, exactly. And then there's a whole reading, I think, which I don't necessarily buy, but I, I kind of like it that like this this innocent girl is like blessing these this water. It's a, like the oh, and then yeah. aliens are some sort of like huh. manifestation of of a demonic presence oh, because it's a pastor losing faith and trying to find his faith. And I think that's a, a fun reading, but that's interesting. I don't think I don't know that that was his intent. Sure. But I'm sure he, he thought about well, it. Well, and but. he he definitely does, and this is one of the things I wanted to say about science. Um, he definitely does. This is one of the first times where you see he has this sort of spiritualist or you know religious sort of bent to a lot of his work. You know, yeah. I mean, it's this is not sort of explicitly like Christian or anything, even though the guy's an ex-pastor. But it's like it is the thing of that. like it is the thing of like. Oh. No, no, no! I'm saying, I'm saying the character is an ex-pastor. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not M. I can't believe I didn't know M. Night no. was an ex-pastor. No, 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 Mel Gibson in the in the in the film. Uh, but it's it's one of the things where it's not an explicitly Christian film, even though he, that character is Christian in some sense. But it is the notion of like this is happening for a reason. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Things the universe is conspiring to make this kind of thing happen. And I heard M. Night Shyamalan in an interview say something to the effect to the effect of he is really heavily influenced by the Christianity in the U S and then also his sort of traditional Indian upbringing with, uh, I think Hindu. what, what did he, he mentioned? Yeah. Well, he, and he said, and I don't say Hindu, um, sort of purposefully just because I didn't hear him say that in Indian religion is very broad. So, um, Oh, I, I, I read that his family was Hindu. Oh, okay. But, cool, cool. 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 So cool. I don't know if that's, no, that may be correct. correct. I just, in, in yeah. the, in the little clip I heard him say, he just said something about, Indian religious ritual, so I didn't know. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But yeah, so um, he talks about how like that stuff affected him to where he said something to the effect of like he just takes it as for granted that the body is not where we stop or something like that, right? Just some sort of vague kind of supernaturalist sort of yeah. thing. Um, and I think you can see that show up in his work, right? He's interested in questions of spirituality and faith and all this kind of stuff in some yeah. type of way. Yeah, you got anything else about signs? I mean... It was a great movie, but yeah, um, it's great movie, great alien um, movie. Yeah, I, he's just he 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 was at one point the master of just like being able to like tell this really interesting like genre movie that yeah. like you don't see like you don't see much happening. Yeah, um, sure. But it's but 
the idea is just strong enough, like digs into your head. Sort of um, small scale, usually yeah. oh, and very limited locations and stuff. Uh, one of the other best scenes in the movie yeah. is, you know, M. Night, M. Night's character in Signs was the character that, uh, I don't, I mean, he may have been driving drunk or something, but he's the oh, one that yeah. ran into yeah. uh, Mel, Gibbs, Mel Gibson's character's wife. Yeah. You know, Mel Gibson hates this guy. Yes. Um, yeah. Lost his faith, Jeez. lost his wife. Um, yeah. And there's a scene where they actually interact, right? And I think it's at M. Night's character's house, and he walks up to him, and, and ba- they have this conversation of, it's. I think it's basically like this this idea of, you know, the the world's ending, I'm yeah. sorry yeah. Um, that that happened, that, you know, if I could take it back, I could. Yeah. Also, I trapped one in my house, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yes. And then Mel, Mel goes into the house, and it's in the it's in the pantry or something, and yeah. then there's this scene with the, the knife blade, he's looking for, like, uh, he's looking for the reflection of the alien, and then you see it, and then the hand comes out, and he uh, chops the fingers off. It's yes. like, oh, it's so good. That is so, it's all you need. That's it's so strong. excellent. That's well, and yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, at his best, he shows why revealing things often doesn't work. Right? It's it's yeah. deflationary. So like the end of signs, which I love the whole movie. I'm not knocking it, but the end yeah. of signs, you get a couple clean shots of the alien, and those are the yeah. weakest parts. Like those yeah. are not the parts that are scary. The parts that are scarier when you can't see it and it's that unknown yeah. sort of thing um, but for me i'm like the end uh, who cares i like the, the sure. rest of it's what i'm digging into yes. right yeah so yeah. like an ending doesn't have to ruin a movie just like a remake yep. doesn't change the original absolutely like, people absolutely. stop it <laughs> absolutely don't be like that um so after signs um he does <laughs> he puts out the village in 2004 yep um i think the village is a turning point for him what do you think? Um, sure. I mean, I, th- um, I think it's a turning point for uh, the the mainstream movie-going audience's perception of him. Maybe, uh, maybe sure, more yeah. so than a than a than a change for him necessarily. So yeah. I remember really, really liking The Village when it came out, and yeah. I haven't watched it in years, but I remember really enjoying it. And yeah, we were we were seniors in high school when that movie we came were. Out. I know that's wild. Um, yeah. So the village is about a what nineteenth century uh, village, I guess, where yeah. there is there are folklore and again spoilers for the village, but there's folklore about monsters in the woods surrounding the village, and so yeah. the people don't really ever leave the village to go to like any of the what do they call it the towns or something like that towns yeah yeah um, they don't ever really leave the village to go do anything in any of the towns they're very self-contained and in part this is justified by their belief in monsters in the woods and so you have this built-in yeah. idea that's very Shyamalanian uh if you want to say that um of like are there really monsters in the woods or not and yeah. you know I don't remember a lot of the details of the plot beats of the film but the sort of payoff is not only are there not monsters right that's the sort of thing that's concocted by the village elders to keep people in yeah. place but beyond that, the big thing is it's not actually the 18th century. It's current day. <laughs> yeah. And they're like intellectuals and sort of social architects who have made this village uh, as, you know, to detach from public life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for me watching it, like, and, and some of it might be rose tinted glasses for me. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to watch it again. Sure. And I, I recently rewatched Lady in the Water. I hadn't seen it since it came out. And I remember... When it first came out, it was a little bit more on the boring side f- compared to his other movies. Interesting, yeah. But rewatching it, like you know, this 
this this guy was at a time at a time when we were growing up. Yeah, he was considered to be the our generation Spielberg. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was that next guy, and there's a certain um, emotional way in which he writes to where when I was watching. Uh, I was probably a couple bourbons in, but when I was watching Lady <laughs> in the Water, yeah. like you know, not a, it, it's 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 more kind of talking and more interesting angles and more just like an interesting idea and less about just the spectacle of things that were happening. But I remember like parts of that movie just tears dripping down my face because right. he's like, you know, it's you know the stuff he's doing. It's like he's not afraid to like Spielberg you and and make you care about sure. these characters yeah. in, in a way. Um, and I think with the village that's what why it's was so strong to me and, and i have seen it since it came out yeah. um, not not super recently but yeah um bryce dallas howard's character ivy ivy right, walker right and then joaquin phoenix like this idea that like you just really really care about her yeah and you see this um this kind of uh interesting romance that's blossoming between like uh, a blind woman who's very outspoken and very and just does what she wants, gets what she wants, yeah. and then falling in love with this guy that's like very quiet and very subdued right. and doesn't, you know, uh, it's just this interesting budding romance, and then it's just taken from you with yeah. uh, Adrian Brody's character, who is, uh, um, I'm I can't remember what his mental state was, but yes. he was, um. But he's mentally handicapped in some way, Mental, right? Yeah, mentally handicapped in some way, yeah. and very jealous yes. of Lucius um, because he loves Bryce That's or right. loves Ivy, That's right? That's right. Yeah, and he stabs him. He stabs Lucius in the gut, mm-hmm. and then he stabs him again, yeah. and then again, yeah. and it's just this slow, yeah. brutal, terrible, brutal. And at that point in the movie, even you know, again, I, maybe you feel differently about it now, but I honestly doubt it yeah. because. Lady in the Water, his one of his critically one of his worst, yeah, right, right, made me cry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you see this this thing, and he he snatches it from you, yeah. and then that's the that's the 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 inciting incident that causes uh, Ivy to have to go out as a blind, and they choose her because she's blind, so she can't actually see that's right. what's outside of the gates. That's right. She can't um, see what's outside of the gates, and then also she can't see. Well, and I don't guess the this, monsters. Yeah, I was going to say I guess this wasn't premeditated because they were in control of the monsters, but like she can't see that it's Adrian Brody's character, right? In the yeah, in the well, monster getup. You know, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they they're probably thinking like she's going to be fine. Sure. And you know, Adrian or Noah, I think his name was. Right. Noah finds under the floorboard, he finds this this red uh, again yeah yeah the villagers wear yellow the the monsters wear red <laughs> yeah. supposed to be afraid of these monsters yep he finds this thing and at this point you don't know if they're real or not either mm-hmm. or maybe you do i can't remember or maybe it's that maybe that's the, that's one of the reveals is that like sure she ends up like basically killing noah because she's she outsmarts him because oh, she yeah. can hear him that's and right he's trying to tackle her and then she moves yeah. and he falls down on this big hole yeah and it's kind of super sad because she never she doesn't know she did that yeah. she thinks these monsters are real she doesn't know that you know when she gets out to get this medicine that like sure they're they're in present day sure. whatever that actually means yeah. to her right yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. completely works for me i get i get that it can be a cheap a cheap uh-huh twist at the end like uh gotcha yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. but the movie's not a gotcha like, no it's not but but i will say this is a change as i said when we started talking about this one this is a change in how the public's perception of m night Shyamalan was yeah. right so 
I it's rem- like twist fatigue, right? Yes, <laughs> twist fatigue. Exactly. People, I, I read, I reread a review of The Village today that said something to the effect of M. Night Shyamalan is showing a, what did they say? Disturbing tendency or something like this. They put some pretty strong yeah. language on it, but they were like, look, this doesn't really speak super well that he's done another movie where the last five minutes you find out everything you thought was a lie, right? <laughs> or something like yeah. that. And, and it's understandable why people would have felt that way. Sure. Um, but you know, but at the yeah. same time, like if you look at it from a character perspective, mm-hmm. like it's n- none of it's a lie. Yeah. It's just not what you thought exactly. The yeah. characters still interact the same way. They right. they still have all the same relationships to one another. Only some of them know that this is you know this was a choice. Yeah. I don't know. I'll yeah. I'll defend this movie to my to my death. No no no. And I, and I completely. I mean, I agree with you potentially for different reasons. But I think this movie was great. I have fond movies or fond memories of this movie, and I didn't mind the twist. The twist didn't seem to me to be the point of it. And exactly. So it's not. I, I thought you know, and I'm more of a plot person, but I still was like, no, I still think that I still think the film is good. I still think the mystery of are there monsters in these woods. I think that's what M Night Shyamalan does his best with. Does his best work with a lot of the times is yeah. there's a question you don't have the answer to and maybe it's binary or whatever but he's very good at like playing it maybe maybe not maybe so maybe yeah. not you know he's very good at like walking you back and forth as a as an audience member across that line of not being sure of what's going on um yeah but yeah. you know the the thing about his twists, though, like, sure. I, I, I think he approaches narrative in a way to where I don't know that he's thinking, like, how do I twist this thing? I think yeah. he's approaching it in a way thinking, like, how do I tell something in a new way, yeah. a new voice? Um, what's this weird thread of an idea that I have? Ooh, wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. Right? Sure. It's it's more about, it's less about just telling a story, a making a movie to make a movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, the, the guys hired to make the Marvel movies, like, yeah. they're, that's the job. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You make a movie. Yeah. Um, you do you 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 have the script and and then you you make all the but this is different. Yeah, he he, he approaches things differently, and I think that's the reason he really uh, in in terms of Hollywood yeah. was such a failure. Yeah. at the end at the end is that I don't think he was interested in that. I don't think he ever was. And hmm. I actually have a quote. Let me let me go ahead and pull that sure. up before I go. I'll, I'll save it. Let me let me save it. Okay, because it's 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 more of a, a wrap a wrap things up kind of idea. Okay. But, well, um, do you want to? Um, we've been going for about fifty minutes. You want to take a quick break and then come back and jump in with Lady in the Water? Let's take a quick break and then jump back in with Lady in the Water. All right, be right back. My name is Matt Langston, and I play in a band called Eleven D Seven. I'm an artist, a producer, and I also host my own podcast right here on Rock Candy called Eleven D Life. We talk with the people behind your favorite songs and albums, from the writers to the producers and everyone in between. And we're not asking your favorite artists the same old boring questions like where did your band name come from and who's your favorite Friends character. We're asking questions like why did your marriage fail? Where does love come from? Is God real? It is a show about the importance of creativity and pursuing your passions and we don't let guests leave until it gets a little bit uncomfortable so check it out right here on rock candy and your favorite podcast app are we back we're back so uh where do we leave off lady in the water right yeah so yeah i I had this thought while uh you took forever (laughs) on the break sure i heard heard you pee on the microphone and it was weird again yeah Yeah. Um, i'm gonna leave that in one time might as well. It's, I mean, it's pretty crystal clear. So, I mean, these microphones—they're—they're yeah. they're not condensers. They're actually dynamic microphones, sure. so they shouldn't be super sensitive. But huh. I guess you just pee really. I mean, loud. it is a straight line from here to to my bathroom, which has no door. 
So that's, yeah, that's why. that'll do it. That's why. So here, here's my thought. I, I, I have a, a new thought as to why I I love some of, of Shyamalan's uh, critically panned movies. Sure. And I think there's this magic that happens, and this goes without saying that like this is just filmmaking, like this is 101, but I think it's something that a lot of people don't realize. Uh-huh. Like, I think a great movie is an interesting idea, mm-hmm. um, an interesting idea with characters that you care about mm-hmm. what happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You want to know uh, there's some sort of mystery element or something that keeps you turning the page if you or, or, or continuing to watch it. Yeah. And you have to, and the characters just have to be likable and and likable not not in a sense that like they're nice right no, no, likable no. in the sense that like not that you approve of them or anything but that you are interested yeah. in them enough you're invested yeah. right mm-hmm. and then good acting blah 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 so yeah you know six cents super interesting plot great characters that you care about uh-huh. acting's great the the you know it, it's it's kind of you know swinging on all cylinders whatever yep uh, Unbreakable, mm-hmm. the same thing. Even more so on character. The character is just so interesting, the inner workings. But it's also like the plot's interesting. The idea's interesting. Yep. You know, signs, the village. Yep. And, you know, with the twist, a lot of people say say nay, but I say yeah. yes. It's it's still it's still hitting on that that all all cylinders. Definitely. Lady in the Water um <laughs> yes. is in my opinion like the village was the turn, yes. right? Yes. And Lady in the Water was the uh nail of okay yeah this oh for sure he was he didn't know what he was doing to begin with yes lucky 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 he's not he's not hitchcock right yes and i think that the reason being is all all of the the uh the the reviews that i've read for lady in the water i've only read a few Mm -hmm. they're all talking just just basically talking about how stupid the plot is yeah there's this like fairy tale and then there's this nymph or or a a woman and she has to be carried away by this thing and then you have this writer and it's like blah 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 the plot it's just dumb right Yeah, yeah yeah but as you're watching it it's written in a way to where the characters like you you're invested in how they're interacting with each other yeah. like the the writing and as far as character goes is in my opinion great yeah you know i'm i'm invested but i don't really care what happens mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i mean i do but i don't yeah and i think this movie did didn't have all of those elements for everyone yeah. and for people like me it totally works because i'm looking at it from a sense of like oh so you can like make make a movie where like you don't have to have all of these visual effects it's like it's interesting it's it's i don't know i keep going back to this idea of like if the idea is good enough yes then all you need is a camera some actors and a room well you and, know and this and this uh, so once again we have a story that's very very centrally located you have a couple locations right it's just right there it's all fairly small scale in that yeah. way and i haven't seen this in a while and i'm i'm probably the most blurry on this one of all the m night that i've seen sure. so if i mess something up hey most know. people hate this but, movie yeah exactly but you have first of all you have paul giamatti and bryce dallas howard who are just yeah. turning in very cool performances, whether you, I mean, you know, I, I haven't heard much criticism of their performances directly, but then again, who knows? Um, yeah. But I think what I remember liking this movie and I remember understanding yeah. on a sort of intuitive level, like this isn't batting at the rate that like Unbreakable was. 
But yeah. at the same time, I remember thinking like, oh, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. You know what I mean? Like, I remember exactly. that coloring how I came into it. It's like, I have seen M. Night Shyamalan paint with the colors of dark suspense, whatever. And here I get to see him in his style do his thing with sort of mythical fairy tale where it's less scary and it's more just yeah. wondrous and stuff. And I, But I get to see it still has his stamp on it. It's an and M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yes, it's still him. And it's him doing something else. And I can see the continuation and I can tell that it's him and stuff. And yeah. so I remember that really making me like this movie, even though it's like not one of my favorites of his that I've seen. But I sure. still, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like give it low ratings. I, I remember watching it, thinking it was cool, like liking the setting, thinking that was cool. One of the things that he gets criticized on really heavily with this film is what he cast himself as, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. he casts yeah. himself as, doesn't Basically, he? Yeah, yeah he, he's he's a, a, a writer who writes something so inspiring <laughs> and so important sure. that uh, he <laughs> will one day inspire someone who will change the world. Of course. But he, but he won't live to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I get that criticism sure someone else should he should have put somebody else in that role yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah i get it yeah yeah so yeah. he does get criticized for that but you know um so nonetheless i i do think you know we feel differently than than most people who saw yeah. this film felt i think yeah. um which is fine i stand by it but at the same time perception wise this does change like people started talking about m night Shyamalan as if he was just like you were saying like he's lucky or it was accidental yeah. his early success he doesn't know what yeah. he's doing right and let's see so is there anything else you want to yeah. say about lady no, in the water i mean i think this movie for me just shows and proves that like he's willing to like to to go out on a limb to do something unique yeah, right yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. like he, yeah. and he and we'll talk about him in a minute but he has done some kind of like more blockbustery yeah. type movies that yeah. just don't work for him mm -hmm. because like he's he's interested in telling his own small story yeah. um that yeah. you know for someone who likes him as a as an artist is uh -huh. like at least intrigued by like something different. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. So 2006 was lady in the water. 2008 is there's just no question anymore that the nail is in the coffin <laughs> with the happening. Yeah. Uh, did, did we watch the happening together? I want to say we watched we the happening together, but okay. we, we watched it in a way that we were also like, maybe cooking and like okay. doing a few things at once. Yeah. We weren't, that's the only time I've seen this movie. Really? And okay. on numerous times, <laughs> I've wanted to give it another shot with sure. a different lens. Yes. But it's expensive on iTunes. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. So I haven't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Well, yes. And so this was his first film and might be his only film to receive an R rating. And oh, I, rem I remember seeing the trailers for this movie and thinking, Oh shit, he's back. Like, yes, I, you know what just I mean? People <laughs> randomly dropping, like people. killing themselves, jumping off buildings and this yeah. idea of like, yes, oh, he's he's oh, done it again. He's done it. It's dark. It looks scary. It all revolves. Once again, it all revolves around a question. What is doing this? Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. People are killing themselves. And he gets lots of like interesting set pieces where construction people are walking off the sides of buildings and that yeah. one scene where that guy just lies down under that riding lawnmower terrifying yes. right that's I great mean, yes great stuff not a great movie <laughs> right um or at least at least not an unqualified success um you this, know, he, yeah and 
I'll I'll say this for me personally. When sure. I watched this movie, <laughs> I was probably drinking the Kool-Aid of like, uh-huh. oh, this is like I haven't given it another shot with yes. a different lens. I haven't like and he has backpedaled a lot, right, with this movie. Yeah. Um essentially saying like sure it was probably my my fault that the tone was kind of weird, but uh-huh. like, you know, like the blob is not taking itself seriously. Yeah, I the, saw that the, comparison too. He made a comparison to the blob. So, right? yeah, I I I think like drinking the Kool-Aid is probably a wrong term cuz this, this this movie is kind of undeniably <laughs> goofy right yes, yes. Um, and he and he has backpedaled in a sense to where he's he's the, the interview basically says like for me it was supposed to be like kind of humorous like kind of yeah. like the best b movie you've ever seen kind of thing do you and think like, that that's true because i saw him i saw where he had said that as well and and i'm curious if he really because there are like uh, um um mark Wahlberg and zoe deschanel who are both in this film who are both competent if not sometimes yeah. good actors turn in really terrible performances right i mean it so, seems to me like he's telling them so to, had it yeah. had it not been for those performances yes. i would have said 100 percent. he is he is trying to cover things yes. up yes yes he knows how to direct actors he's not an idiot he yes. knows what he's doing this movie didn't work yeah i would probably argue that like there is some truth to what he's saying yeah. regarding like just f- like not taking it too seriously and yeah. like just trying to think of like twist is the wrong word but it's like this mm-hmm. just a twist on like something you haven't seen mm-hmm. yeah. that just doesn't work <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah um you remember the movie cabin fever right i'm sure we'll do a yeah. we'll do an eli roth episode at some point but one of the things that stuck out to me about that movie and i'll tie this in was there was no it was a horror movie it was kids who go to a, a cabin in the woods whatever it's typical setup and then the antagonist was no one it was a virus right yeah um yeah and this film reminded me of that there is no immediate threat it is i mean there is but it's one that like i can't connect to on a sort of human evolutionary level there is no yeah. predator really right it's just that the environment has become hostile but yeah no even if the plants are killing you they're not going to jump out at you they're not going to chase you yeah they're not going to the trees you know yeah it's the trees i and, mean and, yeah. and the idea in in itself i is know a, a terrible idea i know right yes Um, I actually heard someone today, I was listening to a a film review of the movie Annihilation, and they said, Annihilation is kind of like the happening if it was good. Um, (laughs) And, you know, where the environment is the threat in a a way. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. it just just doesn't. And and I feel like the fact that it is such a sort of schlocky B-movie type thing, um, I mean, you are correct. Like, he knows what he's doing. I'm sure he had that somewhat in mind. I mean, there's a lot of humor in, in his movies. Though, yes. Like it's and and again, like it, it's it's hard to to like I'll 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 fight I'll fight for Lady in the Water yeah. to an extent, and I'll fight yeah. for the Village sure. hard. Yes. So I'm not fighting for this movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 like yeah. that's not what I'm doing. Right. But there's just something like oddly inspiring about the way he approaches these movies, even the happening to where it's like it's not just a. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, a formulaic blockbuster yeah. no, movie. No, it's it not. No, didn't work at all. Like sure. it really didn't work. No, it didn't. But he's tr- he's trying to be an artist. Oddly, <laughs> yeah. you know. No, totally. And I know people people will laugh when, when I when I say that regarding the happening because it's sure it's widely known as a laughable movie. Yes. And I and I want to watch it again with a different lens, like I said. But 
He's trying to like do something interesting. He's trying like, to do something interesting, and also there's no way that someone who can wake up as an adult and put pants on and was watching the dailies from this movie would not understand that they're doing something yeah. wacky and weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no way he's watching what he's editing as he's getting ready to put this movie out and going this is going to be a very serious like this is in the vein of the sixth sense no he's trying something different yeah i think and i think that's the thing is like i think that like he has the thing where he can't just allow the thing to be traditional yeah right yeah like it can't just be a thriller about the tree it's like it's gotta be odd and quirky and like yeah no totally you know he he also comes at a time where like he grew up on the first blockbusters right yeah the the spielbergs of the world sure blockbusters now are not what they were then like movies like temple like you've heard the term temple movies like yeah the (laughs) the way these movies are made is like it's for the most part, a sure thing that X amount of people will has will to be. be into this movie. Has to right? Be. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a it's a uh, it's an investment. It's a financial yeah. investment. So Spielberg wasn't doing that. He just figured yeah. out he's he he was the one that started to figure out this thing that like if you do X Y and Z like it it just works for yeah. you know a large audience sure. like. I think M. Night, the, 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 the filmmakers that he loved growing up, mm-hmm. were able to do what he's doing, mm-hmm. but they changed the game in such a way that he is no longer able to do that on a large scale. Oh, interesting. Yeah, sure. If that makes sense. So, like, you can't take I might chances, be digging. right? Yeah. Um, kind of something it's, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, potentially. I mean, I don't think anything of what you just said, I think that can all be true, and we can still hold that... The happening just didn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can hold all that stuff. And like, even if it's an interesting idea, it didn't work. It just wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I would like to go back and watch it with the, with an eye toward, is this a B movie? Is this in- intentionally silly? And does that make it watchable? You know, if he wasn't like, if that, if this wasn't the summer movie, yeah, could it have worked on a different, in a different yeah. way, on a different level? Sure. Like sure. Uh, to where you felt okay about laughing. Sure. Sometimes yes. when, you know. Yeah, I mean one of my one of my favorite movies. Uh, I don't know about of all time, but one of my favorite movies is. Uh, do you remember Bubba Hotep? Remember that movie? Yeah. Like that movie is schlocky and silly, and it's also well done. But it knows that it's schlocky and silly, and yeah. so like I, I wonder if you could watch the happening through sort of that lens. Like if it was a if it was a sort of high budget sci-fi channel original type movie. Yeah. You know, would it have been received better? I don't know, but um, yeah. Anyway, so he comes out with that, and then what twenty. 2010 i mean he really dives for a while <laughs> let's yeah. be honest so yeah so there, there he uh he yeah. does the the last airbender yeah. i didn't see yeah i didn't kind see of a it C- either. cg fest yeah um, from what i hear he produced the devil or devil which uh-huh. i saw in theaters but i don't remember much of so well, he was just a producer on that and, movie. and really quickly let's say the last airbender is based on avatar the last airbender which is yeah. roundly loved by everybody i haven't watched it because um, right i don't know but people love it and adults will tell you no 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 you have to watch this show like this cartoon show and it has i believe his lowest like rotten tomatoes thing it's like five percent or something like terrible so i i think the last airbender is after the happening after he realized that he couldn't just take odd chances with a lot of money because and uh and i'll get to this later but he actually finances his own his own movies now which is is him not taking chances with other people's movie or money Mm mm-hmm but, you know, I think after the happening, he realized, okay, if I want to be 
if I want to live up to the name of the the next Spielberg, which you mm-hmm. know, first of all, like there was like a People magazine article <laughs> with that on it, like sure, yeah, don't do that to somebody, no, right? Yeah. Like, like the he's next probably Spielberg trying is... <laughs> so hard to like to yeah. recreate like this the oddest, weirdest twist sure. and like most interesting movie that like he can't just make another like right kind of another tentpole movie. Yes. So I think at this point he's like, okay, well maybe I can, maybe I can make like Mm -hmm. a a big kind of tentpole thing that like, yeah. um, Which this could have been right. I mean, like CG and like, it could have been like a, you know, your friend starting your franchise, this and that. And, not for him. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And then uh, three years later, at this point, uh, M Night is is a laughing stock. Yeah, it's it's the bottom, right? Yes. He uh, he directs a movie he did not write called After Earth. Yeah, with um, with the 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 Smiths, right? Will Smith, with the and, Smith, and his and yeah. Will Smith's son. Yeah, they didn't even market it as directed by no. M Night. And that I was remember, the thing I, I remember it coming out and and finding out later that it was an M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it was. I didn't see it, but like again, like I'm not going to watch an M Night Shyamalan movie to see like a tentpole style no, no. CG fest. That's not what I. That's not what I want from him, right? Nope. Yep. Um, do I want the happening? Not necessarily, <laughs> right. but I want him. I want him to be swinging like yes. in that way. Yes. So I think that was kind of the uh, the bottom of the bottom for him. I think um, so. Th- then he meets. Uh, Jason Blum. I mean, the thing right? is, our whole our whole podcast could be like, and then they meet Jason Blum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty. That's what we should do a Jason Blum episode. But anyway, what what's great about we should do just do a Blumhouse episode. Yes, we should. Like, yes. What's great about Blumhouse is that yeah. Blumhouse has learned that in general Hollywood and theatrical releases, yeah. Now you have uh, IP intellectual property. You have remakes. Yeah. You have uh, superhero movies stuff mm. that are for sure going to work. Mm-hmm. This is what the studios spend $200 million on a pop and they make that back times yeah. two it's a if they're lucky. Guarantee right? investment. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's in the theaters. And Blumhouse comes along and says, yeah, but you know what else is also in the theaters? Like people go to see IP, all the things I just said, but they also like, like to be scared. Yep. And what can you do with relatively no money is scare people with an interesting idea. Yep. Who does that? Who who made their you know yes. made their name doing that? Yes, M Night Shyamalan. Yes, so it it's a it's a a new avenue for somebody like M Night to have an interesting idea, uh, relatively little money, and then a, a, a and then a studio who will say sure, yeah, <laughs> why not? We yeah. we we make one out of every ten of our movies is successful. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Like yep. we, you know, it's not yeah. It, it's not like it, the thing is not. It has to be like we are risking so much money on this yeah. that it has to be workshopped by every council. And we have to make you know it can't offend anybody. It can't be weird or boring to anybody. Yeah. It's got to be you know. It's not that. It's like let's yeah. try it. It's like at this point, like M Night doesn't have to be everybody's cup of tea. Yes. He just has to. He just has to be the movie. Just has to be good. Yes. <laughs> right. And so at this he point. he and so let me let me foreground this because we're getting ready to talk about the visit. He funds, I haven't seen the visit. Okay. All right. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. So he funds. He self funds the visit, and he apparently yeah. shoots it in secret. He doesn't like. Uh, yeah. talk about it and it's a found footage film which is not something he had done before no. um, but it's a very small film and here here's why I am interested to hear that you haven't seen it because I just watched the first 45 minutes of the visit right before we started recording this okay I rented it for two bucks <laughs> I watched the first 45 minutes so I was gonna say please don't spoil it for me because I'm gonna go watch the third act after we get done <laughs> yeah 
But uh, anyway, so no, I haven't seen the visit. Yeah. So I can't spoil it. Good, good, um, good. Yeah. I don't know if there's a twist. I don't know if it if, if it matters if there's a twist for this type of movie. Yeah. Well, I will say just from the 45 minutes that I've seen, like, I, I okay, so let me just get this out as we're coming into, you know, we're sliding into third, talking about Shyamalan. Um, in prepping for this episode, initially I was like, well, I'm going to watch Glass. I know that because that's like his latest yeah. movie. I'm going to see that. I was like, Honestly, I'll probably just like look up some of the best scenes of Split. I'm not really going to watch like two movies to prep. And I was like, I'm definitely not going to watch The Visit, like whatever. I didn't hear that much about it. And then um, I decided to watch um, Split and Glass, all like um, both of yeah. them. And Good choice. that made me sort of re-fall in love with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> And yeah. then, and then I was like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna watch the visit too, even though I didn't hear that much. And then, especially after I was reading about it, and it was talking about, it was not a re- not a return to form, but it was like this is a well done movie. Like he's he's yeah. doing good movies again, and it's not trying to be the Sixth Sense or anything. It's a different thing, but it's M Night Shyamalan doing good work. Um, yeah, but he's doing yeah. good work without any pressure. Yes. He's yes. got he's got plenty of money at this point. He's mm-hmm. he's financially successful. He's yes. just critically kind of yep. panned at this point, right? Yep. Yep. He makes this found footage movie in private yeah. that if it was bad, he's out his own money. Yes. He doesn't have to show it to anybody. Yep. He doesn't he's not he's not trying to prove anything other than I just want to make yeah. movies yeah. and good movies again. And but I want to do it my way. Yeah. I want to do it, you know, mm-hmm. my ideas, my odd ball sensibilities <laughs> yeah um yeah. and the visit is his uh it's the rishamalance <laughs> i like that rishamalance yeah. yeah no it, it, it is i mean he made it on a budget once again of his own money of five million bucks um mm-hmm. he made it he made it for five million bucks and it grossed over 98 million so yeah. it's yeah. not i mean that is not marvel money but the thing is, percentage-wise, per investment, that's successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a larger ratio. <laughs> yes, it's a larger ratio. Exactly. So that came out and was and was seen as like, it wasn't a blockbuster. It wasn't enormous. I remember when it yeah. came and went in the theaters, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I might want to see that. But I didn't. Um, and not because I you know, thought he was junk or anything, but just because I yeah. was like, eh, you know. The, ne- so yeah. the next genius Shyamalan idea... That yes. he did. Yes. And the twist of his next movie. Oh my God. Is so meta because it's a twist, yes. not in the sense of yes. its own narrative, but it's a twist in the sense of yes. his body of work. Yes. Right? Yes. So Split comes out, and Masterful. first of all, Masterful. James McAvoy in Split is redonkulous. Dude, it the way is... he can pop in and out of these characters, it's it's yeah. it's Oscar worthy stuff here. What, it's Oscar worthy okay. genre. So was he nominated for anything for this? Because I I, I, I didn't look into it, but if he wasn't, like, what the fuck is wrong? Because he was so, so good in this. So as I said, I was planning initially, like, like, I'm going to... This isn't... Yeah. A lot of movie stars Mm -hmm. are people playing themselves really well, and you love that person. Sure, yeah. A movie star will take a script and say, how can I make this character more like me? Likeable, charismatic, fun to watch, usually attractive. Yeah. Yeah. A real actor will take what's on the page and say, how can I change myself to make myself work on the page, right? Dude. And 
McAvoy is a real oh, actor. He like, is like oh my gosh, a, a ton of the work that he does in this film is close-ups on his face with sort of microscopic muscle movements of his yeah. face that change. I mean, I did not. It is it is not overselling it to say I didn't even conceptualize his various personalities in this movie as a singular character. Right. There are scenes. Oh, absolutely. There not. are scenes. People come and go. Yes, people come and go. And when some characters show up, and it's all McAvoy, but when some characters show up, it's oh no, they're here. It's tense. Yes. Yeah. And then when other characters show up, it's oh, everything. Wonderful. Yeah. This is relaxed. I'm relaxed <laughs> exactly. with this person. He is so so good in this movie. So and not, the twist it, is yeah, right. Yeah. So the twist is that. Unbreakable was an origin story for a superhero. Yes. Split was an origin story for a supervillain. Yes. Right? Yeah. And at the very end of Split, mm-hmm. you see, what's his name? Dunn. Uh, yeah. Uh, David Dunn. Dunn. Uh, David Dunn. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, not the Undertaker. The what, Overseer. What, the Overseer. <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> you see the Overseer. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's older now yeah. to show that time has passed. <laughs> and, and also because um, time has passed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, The twist is that he pulled the rug out from under us by giving us a sequel to a movie that we loved that he made probably almost 20 years prior and had no intention of marketing it that way. Yes. It was a surprise sequel that I found out was a sequel to Unbreakable in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 great yeah that's amazing um and and not only that but it has i mean this movie once again read as sort of hitchcock to me um it's tense you don't know and also it is built so it does have that little different kind of twist ending right which is not about the plot but is just about what this movie even is but also it has within the narrative it has what makes i think for a great Shyamalan movie which is there's a question at the heart of it which is there's this constant threat of this other personality called the beast beast. who no one's ever seen we don't know if he's real etc etc it's the Um, same and and Etc. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. Um, nice. But you know, it's the it's the, it's the exact same kind of beats as yeah. an unbreakable. Like you're yes. like, like will that balance bullet bounce off of him, mm-hmm. or does it matter if it does? Yes. That's the thing. It doesn't matter in Unbreakable whether he's actually super superhero at the end. It's 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 the 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 grandiose arc of the story and the plot is. Him yeah. coming to terms with who he wants to be. Yeah. It's all internal. It's all about him and his family, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his his goals. It's not about whether or not he's a superhero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fast forward to Split. Yep. Whether the beast actually exists or not is like, it's real to all of the characters that McAvoy plays. Yeah. They all live in this yes. interconnected world of the horde is what he's called, right? Yeah. The beast doesn't have to exist for the movie to work. No, it right? doesn't. No, um, because like the the character work and the writing, it it's all just stands on its own. Mm-hmm. It's it's again, it's a very internal movie. Yeah. And then he makes Glass, which is the the yeah. third the the third in the trilogy of this thing. Yep. And in my opinion, I I enjoyed Glass because because it's all three characters together. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's as good as Split. No, it is definitely not as good as Unbreakable. No, and I, I th- and I, I think I know why that is. Yes. So, so let's let's jump into Split. Is unquestionably for me a return to form. Like yeah. it is height. It is up there with the best of M Night Shyamalan. I think it is so yeah. good. It's small. It's self-contained. It's got tension. It's got mystery. It's got a question. It has a twist ending when you don't expect him to dabble in twist endings anymore. Um, yeah. And it's not a plot twist. I think it's an amazing movie. It made yeah. me fall in love with M Night Shyamalan. But let's talk about Glass. <laughs> but but also though, like Split with uh, a different actor who couldn't do what McAvoy oh, did. Yes. Yeah could be kind of schlocky it could right? be yes it, it could like it's fantastic he's, point yeah yep. he's 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 still swinging to the fences this isn't a sure thing yeah mcavoy well, just holds this thing on his back well you know, and can, uh and also the i mean also got a shout out to the um the psychology the uh counselor uh yeah. she's very good in it and then so is uh anna what's her name um Anna Taylor Joy, Taylor, yeah. Anna Taylor Joy, Anya Taylor Joy, Anya Taylor Joy. Yes, um, she was. Yeah, she. Her, her. I think her breakout role was in The Witch. Yeah. So she's. Um, she also turns in a really, really good performance. So the performances are good. They're not performances like The Happening, right? Right. For whatever reason. So that's yeah. that's a key part of it. And you're absolutely right. If it was someone who couldn't pull this off, it might have read very, very differently. But so glass. Yeah. So glass comes out. And Glass is David Dunn, The Horde, and Glass, Mr. Glass, yep. basically all being captured, contained, yeah. um, in, in institutionalized, this, this basically institutionalized yep. into this this basically ward where this woman, uh, and I haven't seen Split in a long time. It mm-hmm. is the Horde's psychiatrist, right? No, no, no. Or is it not? No, he kills her in Split. Does he? Yes. Yeah, I, I haven't beast, seen Split. The beast comes out and kills the psychologist in Split. So <sighs> this woman is new. Okay, yeah. that makes much more sense. I, it's been four years since I've seen Split, sure. so it's it's all just from, from memory. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes complete sense that yeah. she's new. But who was, the psychi- who was that in Split? Uh, she was an older woman. She had white hair. Um, yeah. yeah for some reason in my head like yeah you're you're totally right and if i rewatched yeah. it i'd I'd be like oh yeah that's not you had imported in my head, the other was, woman i imported her yeah. because i re- <laughs> sure. recent more recently saw, so that makes much more sense because i'm yeah. like yeah. that doesn't he squeezes her, her to death at the end oh, he does <laughs> wonderful okay yeah. so in glass uh mm-hmm. you have this uh woman who uh, she's uh I, I don't know how to describe her 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 job other than basically it's her life's work to take people who think they're superheroes and mm-hmm. convince them that they're normal yep to say that they're experiencing some sort of psychosis or mm-hmm. or, or what have you mm-hmm. and that idea that plot point uh, with her is for me the reason the movie isn't as great as it could be agree because the movie is now about whether or not superheroes exist yeah. it's not about the characters anymore oh interesting. it's about something larger okay. than the characters yeah so you know like the avengers movies work because you've seen all these movies it's spectacle it's yeah. quips it's you know that kind of thing whereas this movie is not about david dunn it's not about mr glass it's not about the horde sure it's about the idea of the three of these people yeah I mean, you, you, you do get some character moments, but it's like, th- I feel like this movie was trying to be the Avengers of yes. 
yep. M Night, yep. and and because of that, it doesn't. Work yeah, I agree as um, well. I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't bad. It's not like oh no, he's fallen from grace again. But but it certainly wasn't. It didn't have for me the sort of driving question. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed some of the stuff about like she's trying to not not that she's trying to convince them, but the ways in which she does made me feel like he had a, a more foresight than I would give him credit for, where she's talking about like, well, yes, you were shot by a shotgun, but those were around a lot of moisture and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's some fun like yeah. rationalizing for how maybe these people aren't, whatever. Um, yeah. the, the thing for me that, that sort of fell apart about the movie, and again, I liked it. I thought it was like a solid effort, but it didn't feel like he had an idea. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. didn't feel like he had like he knew that he wanted to bring these three characters together, but the sort of I mean there's a twist in this movie, but the sort of twist or the sort of narrative shift at the end where you discover that there's this sort of conspiracy that tries to yeah. She straight up knows they're 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 yeah. heroes and villains. She and, knows they're heroes and villains and she's part of an organization that seeks to keep them out of public life because that's a danger to regular people. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like that's that's fine. But that's not enough of an idea to make a yeah. satisfying conclusion to two movies that were so great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's fine, but it's kind of a hackneyed, microwaved X-Men, you know? Yeah. And, and also, I think you make a good point that, like, this movie sort of unambiguously has superhero elements to it. And I think yeah. that's what doesn't work in his hands. Yeah. Because the others, and this this goes back to something I said earlier, which is in Unbreakable, comic books are not sort of the thing. It's yeah. the notion that comic books are just a manifestation of human mythology and that point to the fact that people have these extraordinary abilities and experiences, right? It's not about yep. comic books. Comic books are just a clue to the mystery. Whereas yeah. here in this last one, I think it's like, you know, Mr. Glass starts talking about plot points as if they're comic book structures. And it's yeah. like, for me, that didn't work at all. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no. You need to make comic books are an interesting way into this larger mythological idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I felt like he kind of lost that. In and I this, think in, 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 in that sense, like the movie, I think is is too much uh, response to current Excellent. culture. Yeah, right? I wanted to talk about this because yeah. it is a different climate in which he's making. He made Unbreakable at a time when I actually read that he wanted to market Unbreakable as a sort of comic book or superhero film, and they didn't like the studio didn't want him to. Because it doesn't work as one. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not well, like... But, but the studio's reason at the time was that nobody gives a shit about comic book movies, right? I mean, right. that's like two, the year 2000. So it's like all True. comic book movies are shit. Nobody cares. And right before, right before <laughs> Sam Raimi took on Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so he's making glass in an era that's completely different from when he made Unbreakable. Like now yeah. you have Marvel, you have the Avengers, you have, you know, the MCU is the majority of the money that theaters make or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that to some extent presents a problem for him as a filmmaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think this is a good movie, but at the same time, I think Unbreakable and Split are, you know, just cream of the crop. Whereas Glass yeah. is like, oh, it's fine. It's interesting. You know, you, you get to see them all together again. Sure. That's, I mean, yes. and, and a lot of ways that's 
what's what we like about the Avengers movies. Yeah, right? sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're together now. Yeah, though. yeah. They're <laughs> you know? yeah, they're um, on the screen at the same time. Sure. Yeah, and it's fine. So. But I just think that it doesn't play. That doesn't play to M Night Shyamalan's strengths as a filmmaker. I don't think. Agreed. All right. Oh, so uh, a couple of things before I assume we're bringing it in for a close. We'll we'll give our final thoughts on M Night and everything. But a couple of things that we didn't talk about during his fall from grace were number one, he directed and starred in a credit card commercial. Did you did you no. see that? <laughs> no. Yeah. I was reading this article talking about why it was easy to hate M. Night Shyamalan and also why we shouldn't anymore. Yeah. But it was talking about, you know, he, he is easy to dislike because of some of his tendencies. And one of the examples was he starred and directed a starred in and directed a credit card commercial. Um, and I watched about a minute and a half of it and it was it was silly. It looked like an M. Night Shyamalan directed credit card commercial it was like wow. playing to the fact that he's like the master of mystery or master of storytelling right. something like this and then yeah. another one when he was filming the village he sponsored and then lied about a documentary about him that aired for the sci-fi channel did you see this no <laughs> it was i forget what it was called i won't get the name right it was called something like the secret life of m night Shyamalan yeah. or something like this and it made the claim that he had almost drowned i think when he was a child and therefore he had some sort of mystical connection to the supernatural <laughs> and, that's and, wonderful and the thing is he funded it and then lied about the fact that he was a was a backer of it and and it was shown to be a sham and like they traced the yeah. money to him and they were like look this is marketing <laughs> so yeah um, you know that's another reason that people sort of turned on him for a while sure i actually seem to remember that now <laughs> that you say that but yeah. you know i i i think i think m night it, it's it's undeniable that he has a thing all of the good things about m night are are true right no one else could have made the movies he made but at the same time yeah the idea of hollywood and and being the next spielberg and having to always one-up yourself because you have to you know there's a lot of risk i do think it got in his head and i think trying to make yourself sound kind of more uh more of a mythology and less of just a director is part of that like i have to be more than just a good filmmaker right because like it might be one of the downsides of of magazines coming out and saying this is the next spielberg you know what i mean right whereas probably what he needed to do was just not worry about just make stuff just make stuff not worry about (laughs) let let him become let him become the next spielberg uh, you know naturally or just um, let him be m night Shyamalan. you know like yeah. it's he's gonna have his own body of work some people are gonna love it some people are gonna hate it but when yeah. you make your third film and it's the first one that's sort of got your stamp on it and it explodes i mean yeah. that's a blessing and a curse you know yeah so so yeah that so that 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 leads me to the the quote i wanted to read yeah, earlier totally. which i found in uh on IndieWire.com. So M. Night says, I've had more success than anybody should be allowed to have. Mm. Everything I've ever written has been offered to be made into a movie. And my nine films that are original ideas have averaged $270 million each. I just think I can't complain about anything, but I get tired. That feeling led him to accept directing gigs on like The Last Airbender and Mm. After Earth, Mm -hmm. uh, that he regretted those choices. He says... I did a couple huge big budget CGI movies. There has always been this inexplorable pull to join the group. Mm. Um, A constant seduction in the form of whatever you want to uh, tally in the form of money or Hmm. safety, ease, not getting criticized. Sure. Um, I think these movies and I rightfully got crushed 
because they rightfully said, you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in your own voice and you don't believe in your own values. Wow. He, he's like, I felt really lost. It just didn't work. There's probably something Darwinian about all of this. Mm. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's him straight up saying that like he wanted to be, he wanted to be the next Spielberg. He wanted to be yeah. in the, the, that, that group of people. But in reality, he's just not that. Yeah, no, and, and that actually plays into a, a quote that I found from Rolling Stone when they were talking about him, and he talks about it in the, from the article. It says, maybe most important, Shyamalan has come to grips with his identity as a filmmaker. In his 20s, he says, I don't think you could have told me that making thrillers for your whole life wasn't a bad thing. At first, it was a sense of, hey, I can make anything, but that's hypocritical because when I pick up Agatha, an Agatha Christie novel in my library, I have a strong expectation. So I get it. When I became happy with the idea of making thrillers for the rest of my life, everything went right. And and so I think what the quote that you just read and this quote both show that sort of like he has to accept or he has had to accept and embrace his own identity as a filmmaker, which is he's going to make a certain type of movie. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all just going to be repeats of what he's made before, but it yeah. does mean that he works best with certain tones and certain themes and certain things like that. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, so did Hitchcock, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and he, I mean, even in that quote, he mentions Agatha Christie, who's like the best selling yeah. author of all time, fiction author yeah. of all time. So, yeah, absolutely. People make, people have strengths and weaknesses as artists. And to some extent, it's, it's like making The Last Airbender is just missing that for him. You know what I mean? Like, he's like yeah. misinterpreting that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do think it's interesting that, I, I mean, you said early on, you like M. Night a lot. And I think that's yeah. really interesting because I've read over and over in the reviews that I've looked at prepping for this, that he's a plot guy. Like, over yeah. and over. So this is from The New Yorker. He says, this is very short. He isn't so much a visionary filmmaker as he is a very skillful plotter who also has a suave, at times distinctive, but dully literal style. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. So I, I think what's problematic is that his plots are the thing that people remember ah, yeah. but the movies that really work yeah aren't just plot i keep going back to the village and like with with bryce's bryce and and joaquin's characters like mm -hmm. the character moments are 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 the thing that got me in the door yeah. right yeah it's yeah. not just about the twist and if you're just looking at it from a plot standpoint you could feel kind of cheated yeah with that movie and sure. i think a lot of people did but yeah. for me it was, i didn't at all because yeah. i really cared about those characters mm -hmm. yeah all right well we got anything else to uh, say about m night or are we good do we want to rate him i guess we can rate him uh you want to go you want to go first yeah i'll go first um Higher than most, but I'm going to try and keep keep it reasonable. Sure. Because I really do like, like M. Night. I really liked Lady in the Water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I get it. I get why people don't like it. Sure. And I, I can even get why you would just call it straight up dumb, yeah. right? <laughs> sure. But for me, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a uh, movie made me cry. As a 30, mm -hmm. I was probably 33 at the time when I watched, when I rewatched yeah. it. So I'm going to give him 7.9. Vomiting Misha Bartons. <laughs> That's good. Because that stuck with me in the worst way. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so 7.9. 
Uh, you know, I'm not going to quite go that high. Uh, I love M. Yeah, Night Shyamalan. I think that's okay. Yeah, I love M. Night Shyamalan. I like a lot of his stuff. I think watching Split, uh, as I've already said, watching Split made me just re-fall in love yeah. with him. Like, the visual style. We didn't actually yeah. dig into this too much. We've been talking a long time. There's a lot to uncover. But his use of color all the way yeah. through. Uh, his yeah. use of color in the Unbreakable trilogy. Like, yep. you know, the beast is yellow. And, Mr. Glass is purple. The Overseer and you is know, green. Like, yeah. I think part of Part of what I love about M. Night is that he represents, for me growing up, like this idea of like the auteur and what yes. that is. Yes. Same thing with like, you know, Sam Raimi and all of the, all those guys we grew up with. Regardless of just the work in a vacuum, it's not just that for me. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. It's, it's this idea of, of craft. Yeah. Absolutely it is. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, Lady in the Water worked for me because it's like, oh, it's an M. Night movie. Like, I yeah. get to see his stamp on it, and that's that's important. But that said, I will acknowledge, you know, the dude also made The Last Airbender, which I haven't seen, but I, you yeah. know, I did watch The Happening. I did see his sort of de-evolution into less sort of palatable films, if you want to put it generously. He's done some stuff that's like, eh, he directed that credit card commercial. So <laughs> I am going to give him a 7 out of 10 uh, twist endings. That's what I'm going to give him Um, (laughs) because I was going to say, I was going to say seven out of 10. It's the trees, but I couldn't find (laughs) the actual wording of that line. So I didn't want to mess it up. So, Um, (laughs) and that movie just made Mark Wahlberg seem like a terrible actor. Well, and I found a quote from Mark Wahlberg where he, I don't know that he's a great actor. No, he's not a great actor. Um, He's, I mean, he's a movie star. Although M night did work with both Wahlbergs because uh, Mark Wahlberg was in that one. And then the other one, Donnie Wahlberg was in the sixth sense. He's the guy who shoots Bruce Willis at the beginning. So Um, yeah. Yeah. who was also a new kid on the block, obviously. But um, obviously, obviously. Uh, anyway, all right, cool. Well, that's uh, that's M Night Shyamalan, seven point nine and seven out of ten, respectively. He's a good boy. Makes a lot yeah, of good movies. You know what? My, my last thought sure. is: I think whenever you have such great success on your first movie, yeah, he's uh, every movie, every movie idea he's ever had, yeah. <laughs> like in yes. his in his professional co- career, yep, he's basically had it greenlit everyone yep i think that's problematic it is because i think we all have really bad ideas sure and i think i think that like if you're give handed the golden ticket and you can just make anything you want yep. then like yep you're gonna have some you're gonna have some the happenings yeah yeah, so. yeah well and that's why i mean that's why it's great that he's working that he has done work with blumhouse is like he probably needs to be working on a smaller scale he doesn't need to be oh, absolutely he doesn't mean need to be mr gun for hire make the biggest movie in the world like he needs to make yeah. his own movies some will flop some will be cool but like he needs to not have those stakes i think is the deal yep and uh um actually that totally. reminds me i didn't even mention my general takeaway from him which is as i was i was taking a shower today and i was like you know what m night Shyamalan is like a country music songwriter he writes like pop country i've always thought and i don't i'm not a you know expert in this but i've always thought like pop country songs start with the hook in the chorus and then they write outward you know like they start with like whatever that one line is that's real good yeah and then they write verses around it that will just lead up to it and it feels like that's what m night Shyamalan does he finds it he finds it clicks for him he goes yeah that's it and then That's everything the, yeah. else is written out from that. You you're, n- you're not discovering the idea just just 
yes writing characters no. it's like oh i gotta make a movie for this yes exactly oh and the some, trees we, were killing them oh yeah it's a guy but he's dead like you know yeah yeah all right cool well this is the common creators podcast thanks for listening everybody i didn't introduce us i'm will i'm the doctor this is joe he's a maestro i said this at the beginning but i'll say it again you can reach out to us and let us know what you would like us to talk about you can check uh instagram it's common creatives podcast and you can email us at common creatives podcast at gmail.com we're a dual production of the destination nation network right here in beautiful louisville kentucky and also of rock candy recordings out of Asheville, north carolina go to destinationcomics.com and rockcandyrecordings.com for lots of uh kick-ass podcasts and and fun things and buy your comics there and everything so nice job thanks man in terms yeah. of uh twist endings and then falling from grace and becoming a laughing stock and having five percent on rotten tomatoes and then coming back to life with split and the pr- remarkable performance of james mcavoy and then turning in glass which was really good now i'm excited for what he has next would you say that you concur i'm gonna concur on this one excellent Thank you for listening, DNN. To find out more, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.